If uh, some high being were to come to you and say, you know, if you had one wish, doesn't matter how seemingly unrealistic or way out it is, mm-hmm. you really had one wish or your highest desire, you know, what would it be? Would you need time to think about it or do you have a sense of what? I mean, really, honestly, I would probably. I think to a very large extent we're taught not to have wishes in some oh, ways. Okay, but this is only this is yeah, this yeah. is me talking. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. but uh, like it, there are certain things that I kind of wish would happen, mm. but uh, I don't see anything in my life that I feel is worth enough for to ask the creator or to ask someone that powerful mm. uh, to intervene and, and give me something. Well, number uh, like, what would it be? Let's just be outrageous. What would that be? So, that if it had to be, it would be some kind of a purpose. A purpose. Uh, a purpose. Okay, that, uh, something that can motivate it or drive me enough to uh, do everything uh, without having to question anything. Okay, anymore. but even if there was a purpose, yeah, what would be the purpose of the purpose? <laughs> <laughs> to not have to think about it anymore. <laughs> to not have to think about it anymore. <laughs> ah, but that's really important. That's really something because uh, then if to not to think about a purpose, then suppose you didn't have to think about a purpose, what would really be left? Let's play a little bit. <laughs> yeah. If you, you know, you say you want to have a purpose because uh, sometimes, you know, maybe the, the, the whole idea or concept of a purpose was something we inherited from somewhere. I mean, I don't yeah, know. You yeah, know I mean? so, very likely. You know, and, but I'm asking you, what is your, what would your heart wish? And you say, eh, to really perhaps, you know, okay, let's go out on, on a limb and say, you know, it would be to really have a clear purpose, no? Yeah. But then I, so then I intervene and ask you, but, you know, okay, but ultimately the purpose would be the highest purpose or the purpose of the purpose would be what? And then you say, <laughs> Well, perhaps just not to have a, to be to be free of <laughs> yeah. to have to think about yeah, exactly. purpose, which brings us back to where then. It uh, brings us probably to why I can't be free without having a purpose. Uh, ah. where, where I'm already in some ways free, but yes. uh, I don't want to allow myself to be. I I don't know. I probably don't want to allow myself to be free in this manner. I feel like because. I should be doing something. <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I'm really liking this because I feel that you, what you're saying is quite significant because a lot of things that we think we is important for us is maybe something we picked up from somewhere, yeah. no? You feel like, because these things will give a sense of credibility or that you've achieved something, you've made yeah. a mark in the world or something mm-hmm. like that, no? But uh, I didn't want to limit that and... Uh, uh, if 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 the wish was 
to include not just an, an external design, but an internal one also, like, mm-hmm. you know, for, for yourself, what mm-hmm. would you like? And I feel that even just by looking at it like the way you, we, we did just now, I said, what's the purpose of the purpose? And you said, actually, we were not to really <laughs> to worry about purpose, which would mean actually uh, a kind of sense of freedom, which you admit, but actually, to be honest, I kind of feel like I'm free, actually. <laughs> and, but I'd be really be able to be with my freedom more completely if I didn't have to worry about having a purpose. Because <laughs> yes. having a purpose is not about freedom. <laughs> It's about maybe other people's sense of free. Ah, now my son is done this or something. Yeah. Like that. And uh, I feel in the in the sort of meetings I have with people, um, it's uh, to be honest, I don't usually talk like this. You know, mm-hmm. like you know, but it feels like this is a very natural thing just to yeah. explore a little bit, because often I'm speaking with hundreds of people and stuff yeah. like that, and we don't have so much space to get so inwardly in this kind of way. Um, but actually, we are arriving at that in a very mm-hmm. good way because I think we we talked a bit and we come back down to something really I feel really worthy of noticing, which is, you know, that how much importance is freedom for you of this kind? You know, mm-hmm. the word freedom is a big thing. You know, we use it a lot in spirituality. People speak about freedom, mm-hmm. and sometimes I even ask them to explain or define what you mean by freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, uh, I'm sensing, you know, when you say, but I kind of like, you know, I think I'm really free at the moment. <laughs> what is your freedom? What, what, in what way did you mean? If I was pushing a little bit to say, what does it mean when you say, but I think presently I'm free. Yeah. But, you know, this, this thing kind of hangs around me that I shouldn't at least have a purpose, which means, you know, when we have a very clear a goal or something. Some people have that, you know, mm-hmm. and then they don't even think of it as a purpose. That's just yeah. that's just what happens. Yeah, and yeah. They're obsessed Indeed. by it sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And they may even crash because of it at some mm-hmm. point. But mm-hmm. generally, if they have a love for it, mm-hmm. then you know it almost feels like it sustains them. Yeah. Um, in my life, I the sense of purpose is. Um, Largely, I look at it as something we inherit. I know it sounds a bit strange, but um, uh, when I ask these questions, depending on who I'm asking, you know, some people just say that's like to be happy or mm-hmm. like to be free or like to, you know, uh, some say, you know, I'd really love to really know what I am and to really be, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But the usual people like that. They have heard a little bit about the possibility and what it means to be free. Mm-hmm. You know, not just an egoic freedom. Yeah. Like I can do what I want, I can buy what I want. Yeah. But a freedom which really means that you really are at peace with yourself. Mm-hmm. And you're happy, you're not needy or attached to mm-hmm. many things. Um, maybe saying things which are not so highly valued consciously in the world anymore. I mean, it mm-hmm. seems like we are slipping away into very shallow paradigms of life. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I'm talking about life where you're happy and balanced, wise, and yeah. expanding in a kind of wisdom and natural yeah. wisdom, meaning, you know, the sort of, uh, not something that you've studied, but mm-hmm. just your naturalness um, uh, sort of... Um, there's a there's a 
a, a wiseness in your life, in this kind of way, yeah. and uh, that you are comfortable in different environments and with different people. Yeah. They don't seem to take you out of your center or like mm-hmm. that, you know? Yeah. So that's the kind of thing I'm talking about, freedom. And you are at peace with yourself and that you... Um, uh, you see, I put that very highly mm-hmm. because I, I meet all kinds of people. Some people were considered to be at the top of their profession and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But they were still left with an, a sense of un, not being fulfilled, you know? Yeah. Something like, you're yeah. looking for what that is. Yeah. And uh, in satsang, somehow they are coming to kind of recognize, whoa, it's like, I thought mm-hmm. it was would be this. Mm-hmm. I had some shapes. I thought if I attained those shapes, mm-hmm. you know, I would reach my goal. And yeah. seeing now that the goals often were kind of mental projections or psychological projections mm-hmm. or things we inherited from our, you know, our culture or yeah. whatever. But when when allowed to see from their heart, mm-hmm. they were experiencing more and more. They were recognizing, whoa, this is just, whoa, mm-hmm. like I'm at peace. And if someone were really at peace and really... Um, very open, very accessible in terms of uh, very approachable by mm-hmm. people, um, content, very even-minded, mm-hmm. and one you could say maybe wise, and so on. Uh, would people, generally, especially like sometimes your family, may not even see that mm-hmm. if they already have some idea of what they would like you to be? Yeah, they probably would yeah. not. You know, see that as being credible enough. You know, yeah, yeah, people think he's that, but you know, he left his college. I mean, blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But for yourself, onto yourself, with uh, you know, uh, the people I meet, they have come to. Some of them have passed through that those spaces and mm-hmm. felt like, yes, it was good. We had these things, but you know, I was not happy. Mm-hmm. So then, happiness returns to them as as uh, something that is very important for them. Mm-hmm. And like that, you know. So that's what I was kind of just hoping. What, what is it that would be your, if left to yourself? Um, maybe some people have never considered it. Yeah. That's why I say, would you need time to stop and to think mm-hmm. about that, or is would something spring to mind? You know, what, what, you know, what uh, keeps your life yeah, I think so alive? You know. My thought on that has been so. If- Perpetual delight. Yes. Is what I mean. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know that's possible. Mm-hmm. I don't know that was. Well, I am telling you that. <laughs> um, it depends if it's if it's a delight uh, in uh, pointed to external things, it won't last because mm-hmm. nothing that you see or experience or th- or think. Um, it, is permanent. You know? yeah. Everything, including your body and everything, is somehow. I sometimes use this thing. I used to say like it's like a, a wave passing or mm-hmm. a cloud passing. You know, yeah. some pass slowly, some more quickly, but they they pass. Whatever has come goes in time, or at least changes for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I guess, and uh, and that's not. Uh, I mean. 
that's not a modern phenomenon. That's, that's life. <laughs> you know, things come and go. Yeah, you know? yeah. Even sometimes we think, you know, this is what I'm about, and you know, mm -hmm. this is what I am, and that will change. Mm -hmm. so naturally, our yes. feelings, thoughts change. Absolutely. So I'm usually pointing people: Is there anything? Obviously, you know, if, if I say things come and go, uh, there must be something that observes their coming and going. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. And if there's something that can testify to the comings and goings of things, does that itself come and go? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Because if you say, yeah. if you can say, well, actually everything, my thoughts come <laughs> and go, my feelings come and go, sensations come and go, my ideas about life come and go, mm -hmm. my uh, friends come and go, sometimes relationships come and go, my my uh, my ideas about myself come and go. Mm -hmm. So, is it worth to put so much importance on them when it also the importance of them come and go also? <laughs> yeah. So, is there anything? Obviously, there must be something that is able to say, yeah, actually that that was very strong for me, but that actually has gone, or it, that's also going. Mm -hmm. So, what is it that doesn't go? And witnesses the coming and going of everything else. The self, I presume. <laughs> the self, yeah. We say the self, and when you say the self, um, is that an abstraction or something? When you say the self, we can slow down on this now because mm -hmm. we say the self. Uh, what does it feel for you to be the self when you say the self? Is it something personal? Or impersonal. I don't think I have a very well defined concept of the self. Mm. And Would the self be a concept? Self is hopefully an entity or an entity would mean like something that has a shape or a form or something. Not necessarily. Okay. Um, Yesterday's exercise, mm -hmm. that was very interesting and powerful, and I think that was that went to the delight stage because uh, there it was in some ways kind of blankness, but also everything. Yes, which is uh, yeah. Now today, this is morning. Now that was evening, last evening, and. We say, you know, you say like, yeah, it was. So that's past tense. Huh? No, <laughs> here back to a important thing. Can you can you say, can you describe it as a wasness? Uh, should not be able to, but at the moment, I think uh, it is more a memory than a right currently lived experience. Right. Uh, in some ways. Memories come and go also. Yes, and are observed to come and go. Yep. Um, from the same place, mm -hmm. you know, we may have a sense when we speak like this that what we are speaking about, you're speaking about like from a place of memory of something that was experienced. Yes. But the one who is even talking about the memory of an experience mm -hmm. is also observed. Yes. In 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 that that unchanging. Mm -hmm. Indescribable, unbound, yeah. thingless thing. <laughs> Let's call it for the moment awareness or something. Yeah. Like that. I feel it's not a bad thing. Awareness, um, it doesn't 
get categorized easy, mm -hmm. like as a religious perspective, and it's just awareness, yeah. it's awareness, not we're aware. And uh, we can speak about awareness of, but uh, which is a kind of dualistic thing, like I'm aware of something, which mm -hmm. is like that. But I'm talking about the awareness, which is not awareness of something, you know? Yeah. But the awareness independent of the offness yeah. Yeah. that come. Yeah. Uh, is is it aware of itself? Is ah, no, this is the thing. This is the thing. This is the thing. Of everything that you can perceive through the senses or the mind, you can use the word of. Mm -hmm. No? Uh, of the, anything to do with the senses or yeah. the mind. Yes, I was aware of that. I was aware of that experience yesterday. Mm -hmm. You know, I am still here today, but that experience this feels a little bit more confined to memory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So presently, we give greater sense of importance or reality to whatever state we're speaking from, mm -hmm. uh, and even uh, putting into a category that in which the present one speaking is in a category. Mm -hmm. You know, because it is also perceived just like we're sitting here. There's a natural awareness that we're sitting here, yeah. and uh, and that that will change. That you know, sitting here, this will change. But the awareness that causes this to be perceived, mm -hmm. you know, uh, is not something that alternates. It's, it's it's like a an unchanging field. We're using words yeah. now, but the, yeah. the words don't really do it. But they, they're not so bad. <laughs> If you raise something very important, you know, but can it be aware of itself? Mm -hmm. Well, it is aware of itself, but it's a non-phenomenal recognition. When I say non-phenomenal, mm -hmm. not as though there's one thing recognizing another thing. It is naturally self-aware. I don't know. And maybe I don't know if you put two mirrors face to face, <laughs> what is reflected in them, but I don't know. Yeah, that <laughs> you is know, interesting. Uh, um, but it's it's not a quiz, actually. Yeah. It, it's so natural yeah. that um, other just things knows. are dualistic functions. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, self aware, if I, what, I, what I can use as an example. Well, say, let's go back to the, the experience of what took place yesterday. Yeah. But the experience also is now a phenomenon mm -hmm. inside the very thing that we say that we were experiencing, but there was not something else experiencing that. Yeah. That was, that was and is always itself, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, our usual way of perceiving is, is dualistic. You know, we want to taste the honey. You don't want to be the honey. Mm -hmm. You know, okay. Yeah, so yeah. like this. So here I'm saying you can taste the honey, and you are the honey. Also, <laughs> you know? yeah. But uh, because of the, the the strength of the registration of perceiving mm -hmm. dualistically, we're so accustomed to that. Yeah. Um, because uh, we primarily identify ourselves. As a kind of objective perspective, we call ourselves a subject, but mm -hmm. the subject as an object, objectiveness about it. Yeah, you know? yeah. So something knows that, mm -hmm. or that is known somehow. Mm -hmm. And if I say, in what is it known, or by what is it known, and it, 
you can just say it is known, you know. Mm. Because whatever knows that, you cannot point to it and say yeah, yeah. it's over there knowing that. Mm. It's it's kind of it's kind of ever awareness. Yeah. Uh, so when you were guided yesterday in the guidance, who I asked just uh, whatever to do with time for a moment, just to leave aside and mm-hmm. what past and future, even present, I said, yeah. in the sun, you know, if those are left aside, you know, what remains? Something remains because just by agreeing, yeah, okay, I won't indulge the thoughts about yesterday or about tomorrow or even about now, you know, uh, you know. So something remains. I think yesterday your voice remained. Okay, so something is here, but it's not a it's not a something as a thing. It's like a something nothing or something. You know, we yeah. came to a space, no? and uh, the mind seems to want to come in and present some images to say, yeah, this and that. But there'd only be appearances within that space, which is um, uh, unbound. Mm-hmm. And, we have this sense that there's someone perceiving that space because it's the usual way that we think. Mm-hmm. But actually, we had come to the place where even when I ask you, even the idea you have of yourself, it, can we just suspend that for a moment, as much as we feel we could, just to allow ourselves to be aware at a deeper level. And you see that all the way there, your intuitive sense of your existence or that you are was always there and becoming even more clear. There's a clarity about it. You, you were not in the world of things so mm-hmm. much. So what were you? <laughs> contained. Were you something contained or were you containing? Not sure. Not sure. Yeah. I would say that the, for me, it feels that the, the dynamic existence of my life mm-hmm. in this body, and with the climate of my own conditioning and so on, mm-hmm. presents the world in a very unique way. Mm-hmm. And I feel that um, everyone is perceiving the world in a unique way. Yeah. Just like when you go to bed, you have a dream. Even if you were sleeping with the person you most love next to you, you could not get them to experience how you experience your dream. Mm. Even if you could kind of plug into something, <laughs> and, uh, you know, the experience would still be unique. Yes. And uh, I see our waking state just as unique. Mm. You know, yeah. The way that we just perceive like that. And um, uh, I've come to see it is fictional for me. Mm-hmm. Because uh, my thoughts, it's just like if I say, if I do this and say, can you see that view? <laughs> well, that view doesn't exist. Yes. You know what I mean? It's just, uh, it's just uh, uh, something we do with, uh, with the mind. Yeah. But there's awareness behind that is not a view. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's uh, in our, yesterday I was endeavoring to explain uh, in, in a simple term like this, like if the pure consciousness could be perceived as in its absolute attributeless purity, I was calling it Nirgun Brahman. Mm-hmm. And in its dynamic portrait as the manifest world, mm-hmm. I was calling it Sagun Brahman, mm-hmm. with all its diverse, you know, variety yeah. and, uh, and, and the play of duality. And that in my in my Sagun Brahman aspect, I, I can feel and we're talking mm-hmm. and smell things and say, oh, what time is it? And so on. Mm-hmm. 
but in the Nyagun, no, which we were yesterday, yes. you know, ex- looking. Yeah, no? yeah. You came to see there's a field here, and it's it's not personal. Yeah, it doesn't have opinions and so on. It's totally beyond the the measurements of the Saguna world. Yeah, it is pure. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't move out of the way to make Saguna express. Saguna is expressing in it because Saguna mm-hmm. is all about measurement mm-hmm. of time and change and so on. Mm-hmm. But the Nyagun aspect, whatever you want to call it, aspect, it's not an aspect. Nyagun pre- pervades and permeates everything and mm-hmm. is still untouched by them. Does it connect with you? It is. Not, yeah. Th- this Nyagun state is the state of what you may call a jnani or an, an awakened being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not something that they visit from there. It's not a Saguna goes to visit them. Mm-hmm. No? They have looked now somehow and come to see they've in some way uh, matured in their way of perceiving that whatever is uh, personal is of total insignificance to them. Yeah. You know, it's gone. And then even the higher state of what you may call conscious presence, mm-hmm. who is the witness of life and more detached and so on, where life feels very sweet and beautiful. And it's a detachment, but everything is still there. Your emotions can be there, but they're always perceived. But the weakness, which is quite a, an elevated uh, position in, in the realm of spiritual seeking, to mm-hmm. come to that place, it's like you're in nectar, it feels very, very beautiful. Mm-hmm. But Nyagun is beyond it. Yeah. It's just it's totally nobody can imagine. Yeah. So yesterday I endeavored to you know to to help you to to recognize Nyagun. In that moment, mm-hmm. you were not two. You were not somebody mm-hmm. having an experience of Nyagun. You yeah. were just Nyaguna. Yeah. yeah. So they're not Nyagun. Um, it's always here. It's mm-hmm. your root being. Yeah. But you're not aware of it at all. Mm. It's not that because you're not aware of it, it doesn't exist. No, if it was not there, nothing else would exist. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, and know. yesterday it was almost like, I didn't let, want to let the Sagarin come back. Uh, you wanted to. I did, almost didn't want to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, this is the thing that what I said yesterday, because for most people, I was having satsang with them for the first time. So, um, you know, it would be naive of me to feel that they could be established in Nyagun. They, they won't be initially. Although it's there. It's still there. It's always been there. Mm-hmm. Even before the birth of this body, it's, Nyagun is here. And it's here. It's here now. Mm-hmm. But uh, what happened is that we are so much, once from Nyaguna, uh, the, the first emanation in, from Nyaguna, in Nyagun, was the, the, the vibration, I am. The, mm-hmm. the sense consciousness or the sense of being mm-hmm. was the first born, you can say, that, mm-hmm. that came, you know, from this consciousness, the breath mm-hmm. of consciousness, no? Yeah. And it needed uh, a, a body uh, to, to, to experience, <laughs> to have the taste of experiencing. Yeah, yeah. With the senses and, yeah. and the, the mind, which is also consciousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, it needed this vehicle to experience, mm-hmm. to experience diversity. And then, furthermore, if we, if we, I used to give the example of like an antenna, mm-hmm. like a car antenna or something. Yeah. And that, you know, if you say when you buy it as a packet, it's this is the nirgun. 
Ah. When you make the first <laughs> extension, you become Nirguna Sagun. Yeah. But the Sagun came from Nirgun, no? Mm. And if you ex- that's the, f- the, the the Saguna was like the sense of being, the feeling yeah. I am. Mm-hmm. But if you extend it a bit further, you become yeah. I am the person. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. And that's a much more busy and diverse and erratic and mm-hmm. unstable. Mm-hmm. It's still consciousness. But yeah. it's, it's still very erratic and Indeed. diverse, no? yeah. like that. So, um, but whether it's extended and or that's into one, diverse, one, irrespective of who the person is, what the person does. Yeah, it, like even if you are very uh, deeply in touch with your neighbor. Your second is still impossible for not for it not to be chaotic. No, what happened is that actually chaotic or not chaotic doesn't yeah. exist apart from the perceiving of it in the mind. Yes. Yeah. I mean, things just are. Yeah. Yeah. But the way that we perceive them, you can Indeed. say that you can perceive them chaotically, or or you know, system, quite passively, yeah, or yeah, or yeah, you know, you yeah, see, yeah. you see, this is why. I'm saying that we don't experience in the same way. Yes. So I may be sitting in this room and I might look out and say, you know, what do you see happening outside? And you can say, whoa, <laughs> uh, there's so many things happening here. If you, if you talk about happening, I wouldn't be out take a week to tell you. And by the time that week is finished, you will be more things are coming. But yeah. I may say to someone else, and what do you think uh, about this, uh, you know? And, uh, you know, this person may say, well, nothing happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's just a, a way in which we perceive and what yeah. we think we, we see. It. So it's not that the thing is really happening, it's how you perceive it to be. Mm-hmm. And so the, the shape of things don't happen outside, but inside you. Mm-hmm. How you take them to be. Is, is your, well, I mean, if I say we look outside here and I say, what do you see? You might tell me, wow, I see this nice building here and some rocks over here. Mm-hmm. And somebody might come and just see, I just see a very peaceful scene yeah. that uh, feels like I'm in Thailand or something. Another person might come and just say, well, it's a bit boring. <laughs> another, you know, another one can just say that, wow, the sky just feels like I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, what is that craft? Or is, that, is that a spaceship? Yeah. I mean, you see in different yeah. way. You know, we, I think the same person sees in so many different ways at different Even points. the same one, yeah. even the same person is changing. And yeah. also can, can also, um, the seeing of something is like, I'm, like I say, I'm looking at my hand. My hand is not looking at me. I know mm. that. No? So it's from a certain place, from where the mind and the consciousness is, yeah. located in the body. It's almost like a projector. What you think you're seeing is also what you're projecting. Mm -hmm. So I could say it like we are perceiving what we are conceiving also. We don't have to go too far with that, you know? It's like uh, what you're used to seeing Mm -hmm. is the kind of way that you're used to seeing also. And someone else may see in a very, very different way. And that is the wonderfulness of consciousness Mm -hmm. also. Yeah. It's so flexible. Indeed. And we think we can kind of capture it. Mm-hmm. But even you trying to capture it is captured in it. And this part of consciousness, it's also at times based on education. Yeah. Ah, well, our conditioning yeah. is very, very much influencing the way mm-hmm. that we perceive. Indeed. It very, very much. But beyond all of that, we are, you know, know, all I'm saying, if we can come back to this place, in that space, in that place of recognition, 
that you when you were actually in your Negun mm-hmm. Brahmin state. You said actually it's almost as though I wish I could stay here. Mm-hmm. And actually the more the more that you you stay aware of it, yeah. the more you value that. It's the wall. Mm-hmm. It's like it's so even, it's mm-hmm. so pure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so pure. And yet I'm not suppressing my senses. Everything can be what they yes, are. Yes. But they they somehow seem to be just just that they are seen from here, mm-hmm. they seem to exist in a harmony, yeah. in a much greater way than from a, a much lessened perspective mm-hmm. of uh, something personal, you know? Yeah. So the person can also be seen when a personal expression is playing through the body-mind. Mm-hmm. That is also seen. But when I'm in my Miyagun mm-hmm. uh, quality, less quality, yeah. They become so distant and not so important. <laughs> yeah, you see, but still present. Uh, like still present. Still accessible. Yeah, yeah. So it's not that we swap one for the other. Yeah. While so, you are in the totality, the sense of otherness can play. Yeah. In the in the sense of oneness. Yeah. Indeed. The, so the oneness is stable. Yeah. The otherness and the diversity have room to be expressed. Indeed. But they never boil over. Yeah. yeah. Because however big. They may appear to be. They cannot leave the field of the oneness, which is yeah. immeasurable. Indeed, uh, that 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 kind of yes. uh, way. So uh, the, uh, the those who are aware of this, they, uh, they their meditations is only a kind of confirmation of their state. They just mm-hmm. here. It's not even that they're doing anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. Um, I use this example if you put two mirrors face to face, what is reflected in there. Mm. You understand? In a sense. Yeah. Uh, there, it's, it's a little bit evoking a bit what I'm saying. You're here. It's not like I'm meditating. If I say I'm meditating on Saguna, I would put my meditating on Saguna as a bubble inside the infinite Saguna. Mm. You see, I'm just aware of there's yeah. something trying to reach Saguna. It's only yeah. an idea I'm arising mm-hmm. in. So something arising in the consciousness. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. If I say there's you know, I'm I'm really feeling close to being one with Nirguna. That's an idea appearing mm-hmm. in Nirguna. Yeah. You know, it's not uh, you are in Nirguna. Yeah, it is. But to the extent that you are stable, yeah. when I say stable, even this idea of being stable, mm-hmm. because you cannot say that Nirguna is stable or that he can stabilize. Because even that's a concept appearing yeah. in the, you Indeed. know, in in that which has, like I say, is attributeless. Mm-hmm. So, in my world, I can call this God also, like the supreme, the supreme, absolute, mm-hmm. pure, attributeless consciousness, you know, which is not the same as um, a void or a black hole or just mm-hmm. inert space. It's mm-hmm. it's it's its breath is intelligence, you can mm-hmm. see, and its perfume is love. <laughs> you know, it's not like it's some dead, it's not like it's some dead space. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. even space is perceived in it. Yes. You know? Yes. So, that is really the quintessence of my, my pointing. Yeah. And to, uh, mm, to help those, or, or those who are attracted to that. Yeah. To, to be able to, not to, to see the, the, the deviations of attention because attention is so powerful 
that wherever attention goes, we are registering that is as our experience. Yeah. But um, it, as I am, I'm, e- I'm earlier than even uh, my um, attention because I can mm-hmm. observe that attention is restless yeah. or that it is more one-pointed. Mm-hmm. So for me, it is also phenomenal. Yeah. It's also something, you know, I'm earlier than attention. Yeah. So uh, these insights and, and recognitions, they are happening uh, much uh, more, very naturally for you. Mm-hmm. The more you are somehow in your in loveness with your own self, but impersonally, mm-hmm. the more it generates just this ha- this feel of harmony and this, yeah. this joy. You know? mm-hmm. now, it doesn't mean you're going to go and live in a cave and do nothing. <laughs> you could be also could be a shopkeeper or whatever yeah. you're doing, and uh, it's all guided. Uh, and even with eyes open. So like yesterday when I experienced it, yeah. it eyes had to be closed. I think uh, without yes, it, yeah. uh, it would have been very difficult. Yeah. And. When it's more practice, yeah. it's possible to even... Yes. Uh, Practicing mean that um, we are simply um, dispelling ignorance about it. Mm-hmm. It's not that you're becoming more it. You are it. Yeah. <laughs> but you're just getting rid of the ignorance that you are, you know, that makes you feel you're not it yet. Yeah. yeah. So it's not that you're growing, you're becoming. Yeah. You are it. Yeah. But you're more dispelling the ignorance that makes mm-hmm. us think that we are other than it or that you're mm-hmm. on a journey to it. Yeah. It can be taught from another way that we're getting closer and so on, but it's a lesser, it's a lesser state, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what you are is it. You're mm-hmm. integrally yeah. and inherently that. Mm-hmm. But we have strong um, uh, culturing, conditioning in the world to identify with with objectivity and yeah. objects, and then take the perspective of object. You know? mm-hmm. So then. It's like you're blind to your own self. Yeah. 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 And one, actually, a bit, almost a dark question, which uh, I faced in those periods and also still at times think about. So, uh, when entering these thought processes and uh, these, uh, and when also thinking about, oh, if uh, there is no pur- like, there's no purpose of a purpose. Uh, Well, first the of all, I didn't say there's no purpose of purpose. I asked you, <laughs> what is the purpose of the purpose? <laughs> I didn't make a statement to yes, say, yes. you know, there's no purpose to a purpose. It's true. It's for you to give the response to it. Yeah. But it, what what happened in your case is that with that question, it brought you back to something very essential, actually. Yeah. That what was there? You were here before purpose. Yeah. So you yeah, cannot be purpose. It, yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, yesterday has gone. Mm-hmm. You're still here. You mm-hmm. can't be Yesterday, mm. you cannot be time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But now you were saying that you know what happens in those states. Yeah. When so the question is almost more about life and death. Mm. So once we are talking about these things or feeling these things, at times it's almost a thought that what would death look like or what uh, uh, if. In some ways, is there a point to living? Yes. There, there are different ways we can look at that. It depends upon your, your state of uh, maturity, mm-hmm. you know? 
because for some people, um, you know, life is everything. And mm -hmm. when you say life, it means for them opportunity, yeah. potential, yeah. Um, search, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like possibilities and diversity and they're totally addicted to experiencing. Yeah. And for someone else, it's like, they're not so much, you know, um, you know, pursuing new experiences or something like that. They're quite mm -hmm. stable and quite content. Mm -hmm. And that state could be looked upon by someone who's in a more dynamic thing and say, well, yeah. you're very boring. Why don't you, <laughs> you know, get a dream or, you know, yeah. follow a dream or something yeah. and not be able to as evaluate mm -hmm. the, the depth and the profundity of, of the state that someone is. So yeah. we can't measure each other's state yeah. while we're in a, a, a fluctuating um, state of consciousness, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, we're constantly projecting and uh, assuming, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, very, very, uh, I would say, um, psychologically, very superficially. Mm -hmm. Now you ask about death, what, or, or life, I mean, you know, this, uh, what would death be for someone? For some people, death is nothing at all. Mm -hmm. it's, it's nothing at all. Uh, it's like an instant. Dying mm. might take a time, but death happens oh, in an yeah, instant. No? Indeed. And, uh, you know, many can testify that it's simply just like walking into another room, another space of mm. consciousness. It's still the same consciousness, you mm. know. But depending upon the maturity, upon the, the cleanness of your being or spirit or yeah. whatever your, whatever your, your, your um, concepts are. Mm. Because concepts, we are experiencing our concepts, actually. Yeah. We are living our beliefs. You know, it's not <laughs> like there's one Earth, but there are billions of worlds. Mm -hmm. You know, the Earth is like, uh, it's just the Earth, you know, it's not a, it's a whatever it is. But we are not looking on the Earth in a common, similar way. Uh, we add the condiments of our own kind of uh, culture, way of looking, or your own desire and so on. Um, in some way uh, colors the world uh, mm -hmm. in order for you to perceive it in the way that you like yeah. or even the way that you don't like mm -hmm. because whether you like something you don't dislike something it, it contributes to the yeah. way that we perceive so uh, for I used to be terrified of death you know mm -hmm. we grew up in a culture where where people are always telling ghost stories and all mm -hmm. this kind of stuff, say, I don't want to be this, you know. Yeah. And you, you see some dead body and think, oh my God, there was mm -hmm. somebody dead in the body. And But I came later to come to see it's not like that. Mm -hmm. There's nobody dead inside the body. Mm -hmm. There's a dead body. Yeah, yeah. But there's not somebody dead, I mean. And so uh, when, it, when it became obvious to me, mm -hmm. I say by the grace of God, uh, I, 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 it was shown to me your last breath, is it in or out? <laughs> Understand? Your last breath, is it one you take, or is it? Ah, and I saw it's out. And last breath means life. Your your consciousness. Mm -hmm. You see, when I thought that the last breath is in, it's a horrible feeling because like somebody took it and it's still in there, mm -hmm. dead. And I thought, no, it, it left the body, and mm -hmm. so that fear started to break up, mm -hmm. you know, more. Yeah. Something becomes a little bit more relaxed about that. Mm -hmm. and, and so uh, I, have, I remember saying once that death is one of God's great ideas mm -hmm. because it so terrifies the living beings that it, it really 
compels us to search for what is imperishable. Mm-hmm. So it can serve to to search for what is true, because yeah. we have an intuitive sense that there's something that continues. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Know, and yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, my body is continuing, but it's continually leaving what it was before. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, I didn't have a beard mm-hmm. when I, I never beard at all when I was you know 12 13 yeah. you know, just a little bit and then mm-hmm. more and it became gray and then some mm-hmm. things fall out and stuff so your body's constantly changing yeah and you know I mean where where is the change the ultimate change is to what is it mm-hmm. to stillness or is it to uh, does the is it like a caterpillar that becomes a butterfly I don't know mm-hmm. or is caterpillar just dies mm-hmm. <laughs> so all these things they um, they were starting points for deeper introspections. Yeah. But also, I did not go through every one of them. They came in their own time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the bigger thing was to recognize that whatever it is that occurs, yeah. you know, there is something that perceives it. Mm-hmm. And what is it that perceives it? I seem to find myself in that same place. Mm-hmm. So that was not fishing with a fishing rod, yeah. but with a net that in one way, you throw a net over the entire manifestation mm-hmm. and, and see that you know it's all functioning. Mm-hmm. It's all functioning, and that that um, nirgun is not a functioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you understand when that place you saw yeah. was not a functioning, and yeah. just a taste, you can say, mm-hmm. for you, it came inside. Wow, like I would love to just be this, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Not everybody has that initially. Some, some if they've got a strong mind, mm-hmm. they are afraid of it. Like the mind, not they. The mind mm-hmm. is afraid of it. Yeah. And when I say mind, it, it's not mind by itself is afraid of it, because mind by itself doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. It's mind combined with the Concept. with your sense of yourself. Yeah, yeah. And 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 some fear comes mm-hmm. that you're you're going into the unknown. Yeah. I, I've I've I've. I've given that up. That's past for mm-hmm. me, yeah. because uh, I came to see I am the unknown. I'm always <laughs> unknown. You know, uh, 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 for a long time I lived in the apparent known because mm-hmm. I, I felt com- completely comfortable with what I think I knew. Yeah, but I saw that even what I thought I knew is not stable. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I was just being comforted by my own concepts. Yeah, as well as being terrified by my own concepts also. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think uh, I found the answer to why I kind of needed the purpose. So one was to not have to think about it, but the reason I would keep thinking about thinking about it a lot is because I would almost equate that to having a reason for living. But do you have a reason for life? And when you say, when you're speaking now in this way, and you say, we're looking for a purpose, who are you being? Who are you speaking as when you when you say that? When you, what do you what are you representing yourself as? as you follow my question. Yeah, I think as life. So as you, this unit of life that I represent. Yes. Do well. First of all, there's um, you can say 
what is the purpose of all these things you see around you? Okay, do they individually have purposes in them, or is are they living as the grand purpose of the mind of God or something like that? You know, is there a purpose? Because I tell you why I say this. Because I find that when purpose is conceived in the mind of an individual, mm-hmm. it very much is um, can be very um, fantastic, you know, very very much um, uh, fantasy driven, mm. uh, you know, um, and uh, it it it's very rarely in alignment with the with the with the cosmic um, rhythm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. so great is the mm-hmm. cosmic harmony mm-hmm. that even our little disharmonies mm-hmm. become part of the great harmony. Yeah, you understand? yeah, yeah. But the great harmony doesn't suffer. Yeah. But the individual, <laughs> yeah. with his own con- <laughs> conceived <laughs> projection of what it's like yeah. to be our, uh, that one may experience a sense of suffering. Yes. When things don't work according to our projections and, and this kind of thing, so. A purpose is very, very conceptual and very, very much. Uh, the universe allows it because mm-hmm. I don't feel that any any living being, any certainly not any human being by himself, can conceive of a thought that is original. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like it's come in the original mind. Yeah. Uh, the the, mm, the 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 God mind mm-hmm. must permit it. Like so, uh, nothing happens contrary uh, to the will of the. Divine mind. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, when we conceive of ourselves as little unit of consciousnesses yeah, yeah. like this, which is, which is fine because yeah. it is consciousness that is playing that in, the, in this this you know, um, it is a permissive uh, play, and as far as it can go, it cannot leave the realm of consciousnesses or yeah. something another shape, mm-hmm. and it is a, a little bit like. In the true sense, it's a little bit like writing on water. Mm-hmm. You can't read it again later. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. we—it's traceless in some way. Yeah. We can say no, but I build that house and it's still there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you build a house there, it is already part of the plan of the universal mind that that house mm-hmm. will be there. But you are not working with the intention of serving the universal consciousness. Mm-hmm. You're working to serve the personal consciousness. Yeah. So, is the personal consciousness reaps the fruits? Of its own level mm. of uh, karmic re- uh, expression. Yeah, you follow that. Term, yes, right? yes, yes. Are you enjoying this conversation? Yes, a lot. <laughs> you need to go. No, no, I don't. Yeah. But I was. Oh, you do you need to go? No, no, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. I was just uh, uh, trying to go back into the thought process that I had uh, in, in that, the peaks uh, and in the, those peaks. Yeah. Uh, so I think uh, this idea of unit of life was not there exactly, but uh, there was an idea of me being some consciousness or part of some consciousness, and uh, it was almost like a drive to change the whole consciousness, mm. not my consciousness, but the whole consciousness, according to. What I had dreamt up, because I felt that what I had dreamt up mm. would make the whole consciousness something. Mm. So, like I was very certain that this 
in some ways good for the whole consciousness yeah. but also not really the concept of good but almost the concept of existence and what are the concept of god more than like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah potentially uh, yeah. Yeah. that uh, either so the whole consciousness is either the whole consciousness is god or i'm god or a combination is god i i being what i being god. the unit of consciousness ah. uh, or this new idea that has been dreamt up uh, i think you can look at it like although um uh, water is water so um a wave and the ocean are one mm-hmm. you can say it feels fine to say that the wave belongs to the ocean mm-hmm. but to say the ocean belongs to the wave is mm-hmm. doesn't seem to work yeah yeah, yeah okay. so at that point of time it wasn't uh, so much let's say even credit for that it wasn't that i felt that i was uh in charge of the thing or uh i wanted to be seen as oh, this person who brought about this change in consciousness it was just a conviction that the whole consciousness needs to have this as soon as possible mm-hmm. and to get it from where since i had got it it was my responsibility to spread it but but, but it, it it cannot be um it's like the wave cannot give anything to the ocean yeah you know you yeah. you, you cannot you if you are a unit of consciousness mm-hmm. um it, it cannot uh, affect the totality of consciousness in that way mm-hmm. um it, it, unless it perceives consciousness to be something like a thing mm-hmm. but consciousness is not a thing it's it the consciousness um is uh is like a unending potential of if mm-hmm. if you look at it in terms of shape and creativity mm-hmm. but however many shapes or species appeared in consciousness and then got depleted in consciousness mm-hmm. consciousness loses nothing right? yeah yeah so the strength of existence of the consciousness mm-hmm. or rather can consciousness cease existing cease cease to exist can cease it? to exist can can consciousness cease to exist when we are speaking of consciousness now uh uh um uh, we are not speaking of pure awareness now you're talking about yeah. the dynamic consciousness mm-hmm. um without which there is no world indeed and and no one to perceive it yeah because even the perceiver is itself a manifestation yeah. of consciousness yes can consciousness cease to exist um and it cannot cease to exist um the the shapes that are formed anything that takes a form automatically come under the law of time and duration and uh, changefulness Mm-hmm. anything that takes a, a form yeah uh a subject to change mm-hmm. on some level 
to the process of living and dying, existing and non-existing. Yeah. But the existing and non-existing are only uh, shadows inside the unchanging consciousness. Consciousness mm-hmm. is simply the medium in which they they appear, just like yeah. uh, you dream innumerable things. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Um, and they pass. Mm-hmm. Like uh, if you committed a crime in your dream last night, you can't go to the police station today and say, listen, I, ca- I killed someone you know, <laughs> yesterday evening at 7 o'clock or something like that. And they say, show us the body. And say, well, I, I can't. And say, well, why? So, well, because it, uh, it was in Spain. Mm-hmm. So, but okay, where, where, when, when, when were you in Spain yesterday? Yes, I was. Uh, okay, I need some evidence. And then you see that, no, it's in my dream. I'm talking about my dream. And people say, get out of here. Go to, go to your mother or something. They wouldn't take it seriously. But we don't see it like that. Um, and it's good we don't, because while we have the limitations of consciousness, mm-hmm. the limitations of personhood, rather, no? then we must function within the laws permitted within that, yeah. you know, that, that paradigm, that mode of consciousness. It must yeah. work within the laws Mm-hmm. Uh, governing that mode of consciousness. Mm-hmm. You can't just jump out. You have to earn your jumping out. You mm-hmm. have to mature into your, you know, to, to, to leave that state and to yeah. evolve into higher states of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was trying to jump out. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I was trying to do that. This is why we, this is good. <laughs> we can reflect on this and... Um, My way of working, mm-hmm. uh, something, something doesn't go too far. Mm-hmm. I said, don't go too far down the rabbit hole. Okay, mm-hmm. but sometimes the mind will go and say, yeah, what about this? Uh, yeah, for, for something functions here. Um, uh, maybe you can say the satric consciousness or whatever. Just, just cuts things and just stay, stay in the main artery. Yeah, yeah. And don't go off into the veins and the capillaries in of thought, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so, because what governs that? Perhaps it is the centralized, the centered, the centered understanding that all of this is kind of momentary mm-hmm. and is uh, very subjective. Mm-hmm. You know, we are living very subjectively yeah. in an object-subject world, mm-hmm. taking it to be totally objective. Yeah. When we are ourselves very subjective in our perception, yes, and and want everyone to see it based upon our projections, subjective yeah. projections. Yeah, indeed. So I don't regard that world as being uh, particularly reliable mm-hmm. to give it so much status. <laughs> you know? And yet I'm not cynically dismissive of it. Yeah, because uh, there's a love for it also. Yes, and uh, a respect for for that which creates it and uh, and keep on creating it. When I say mm-hmm. create, so creating is always a creation, creating, you know, yeah. on anyway. So um, there's a care for it, mm-hmm. but there's not an addiction to it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's good. Yeah. Mm. Or even a, a, a too strong an attachment for it. Yeah, makes sense. So, yeah. And that is served in, in, in the way that life is experienced here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because very much we give so much uh, importance to attachments, mm-hmm. and they are so limiting in their way. You know? Yes. But it's so it's so it's like dust. 
it just alights on this. I've cleaned it this morning. I can do this. It got dust on my hand. Uh, the yeah. attachments can be so uh, seemingly unavoidable, but uh, I don't know. Something. Uh, yeah, perhaps that's not the best example because I don't find them. I don't find attachments now to be so all-pervading. It's just, mm-hmm. it's okay. You yeah. outgrow. I outgrow. Yeah. Outgrow it. But the the first attachment is to the attachment of I. <laughs> to this yes. life form, yeah? yeah, that's the strongest one. Yeah, if you conquer that one, mm-hmm. yes. But I'm afraid of uh, <laughs> it's almost that what I saw happening was in some ways a delusion that I am larger than this, or. Not necessarily delusion, but there's at times. But you are larger than this, but not in the way that that worked like that. That wasn't yeah. a healthy way. Yeah, exactly. Of it, you know, we are you know immeasurably yeah um, beyond this, but not if it's coming with any egoic reference mm-hmm. or you know yeah. or that. We have to be Makes free sense. of that. Yeah. When yeah. you when you can see the ego as a limitation and actually. Mm-hmm. It is a, a false perceiver, actually. Mm-hmm. When, we, when we begin to see that, and you see trusting in it so much, mm-hmm. uh, then you purify the being, the consciousness yeah. enough, and so um, then you can see see from a, a higher perspective, yeah. in a much more harmonious and mm-hmm. uh, um, and truthful way, and that won't collapse into this. These peaks and lows, you know, that is to do. In fact, that is good that that happened because if it doesn't happen, it would even be worse Mm -hmm. because you just become an amazing egomaniac and you know. So these things, they are kind of like a safety valve in a way. (laughs) They say, "Oh, don't go there. Not, 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 not like that." Yeah, yeah. Um, It's almost as if uh, instead of being in the nigger, I was in some ways in a concept of that in my mind. Uh, Yes. And that concept was not centered at all. It was just uh, yeah, completely. Imbalanced. That was the Maya version of it. Yeah, the Maya version of it, meaning that uh, you know that uh, once we have not um, authentically transcended egoic states, mm-hmm. the ego can imitate like none of this in the way we perceive it would be po- would would be the same would be possible if it weren't that. Uh, the the mind could imitate mm. yes. the self, the pure self. Yes, you know? and then we, who are the self, mm-hmm. came into that zone mm. of diverse possibilities of perception mm-hmm. and individualized as yeah. well too, to feel if we can somehow maybe create um, certain ideas that would that can make it work better mm-hmm. than the 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 the, the divine. Unfolding. <laughs> That's the play of ego, you know. That however much, however grand our our projections are, mm-hmm. and that they can never compare with the what is as it is. Yeah, yeah. perceived in what it is, mm-hmm. you know. But we are, we are, we come here to try, you know? <laughs> and uh, not not just to try. Not everybody have uh, like big ideas. But even small ideas are still based on ego, also, mm-hmm. and each one. 
depending upon of whatever previous um, you know thought histories we have mm-hmm. uh, will be placed in the environment and with the necessary challenges yeah. to evolve yeah. uh, back to your Nirgun. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. It's like you're evolving inside your own infiniteness. <laughs> you understand? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Wow. We've covered a lot, no? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. And yet, uh, there's a simplicity. There's a simplicity. It just cannot be fathomed with the mind or with the, with the um, fragmented self, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is why this is a true calling of spirituality. You could say, if I could use that word, to to return to the harmony. Mm-hmm. When we are return to the harmony, means to to avoid the egoic identity mm-hmm. and to have reverence for the for for the totality. Mm-hmm. And for the total consciousness, which I, uh, in my own naive way, in my own way, I regard as God in my own simple way, as as the as the creating um, power and authority of the universal in the universe in its in its timeless manifestation. So, <clears throat> I respect that harmony and trust it and see it in in, in the saguna manifestation. Mm-hmm. It has brought me into the Nirguna realization also, mm-hmm. so that um, I can be aware of my Saguna um, uh, and, and Nirguna. Mm-hmm. I am not apart from them, mm-hmm. I'm in them, yeah. as them, yeah. and appearing to be, you know, a movement inside them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. Uh, in terms of the potential consciousness, um, I, I never feel I can say, "Yeah, I've conquered it." Mm. Those kind of words, because yeah. it's totally unfathomable. You know, you yeah. keep on going mm-hmm. in Saguna as far as you can. Mm-hmm. You know, against the background of the unchanging Nirgun, mm-hmm. of the of the unchanging awareness. This yes. is the paradox mm-hmm. of the. Of the, um, the supreme. Ah, very good. How are you feeling? Very empty or full? Both. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. 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 Wonderful. In fact, that is it, you know, empty, near gun, full, second. Yeah. You know, somehow it is the same. Mm-hmm. 
these things are very good to hold inside your own contemplation and don't even try to share it with anybody mm-hmm. you know just continue um, dissolving in your own understanding mm. yeah i say um sometime Almost I don't say anything at all about this. Um, continue just somehow marinating in, in your own your own juice. Because actually it keeps ripening. Just like you have a mango, and like I was saying yesterday, you know, you have a mango here. Mm-hmm. but it has to ripen it is still the same mango when it's ripened but when it's allowed to ripen you can eat it and it's the most delicious you know and uh, in a sense the consciousness has to ripen inside itself mm. and uh, the exercise and the invitation yesterday was to introduce you to something that you could not deny and you know that it's not a fantasy and uh, the realization of that if you really sit with it don't try and work it out just keep being there that automatically blesses every aspect of your dynamic functioning mm-hmm. just gets harmonized you know and uh, Yeah. Myself having um been around for some while now. I have not found anything comparable. Mm. You know. Your happiness, your clarity, your wisdom, your love is the greatest gift you can give to this world. Mm. More than if you build a spaceship or whatever. They're fine, these things are fine too. But a liberated being, happy. A universal love comes from you. You don't even you don't do anything for it. It is you already. And uh, this quiet contentment. And yet it is not in exchange for dynamic activity. Sometimes you have dynamic activity and sometimes non-dynamic. You know? And something just resonates with it. You, know? you see? It doesn't mean that, oh no, you have to be like this. No, I don't have any have to be's. Just you you're moving in your own sweet rhythm. It's the most beautiful thing. <laughs> And that is it possible for things to change? Of course it's possible to change. Things to change. It don't matter, they change. They change. They need to change, they change. Sometimes they need to drag on for a while and you suffer more. Yeah, it's okay. 
The consciousness wants to do it somehow. Mm-hmm. But what makes me say that is because I know now what I am cannot change. Mm-hmm. What I really am has never changed. And I see what I appear to be changes, and that's kind of okay. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the changes in my changeful mm-hmm. yeah. aspect and realm, and uh, I, it's delicious from my unchanging place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very good. Shivoham Shivoham Shiva Swa